Are you a mom of adult children who is disappointed or hurt or frustrated with your relationship with your adult children? This episode is for you. I'm going to take you through my heart, my mind, and my soul on my own relationship, complicated relationship with my children, and some of the self-awareness and some of the self-acceptance that I've been going through. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Self-Love and Mothering with Adult Children. We'll be right back. Welcome to Season 3 of Falling in Love with Yourself. My name is Jenny Drake, and I am a self-love coach who teaches men and women how to transform their lives by reconnecting back to themselves. I use four pillars of self-love, which are self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-compassion, and self-fulfillment. Each week, I will explore a topic or introduce you to a guest that will help you connect to your own truth tap into your own inner wisdom, and teach you how to fall deeper in love with yourself. This is where you come to learn how to fill your own cup so that it abundantly overflows into every aspect of your life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this date with yourself. Let's get started. Are you craving a deeper connection to yourself and to other like-minded women? Well, I have the perfect community for you. It is called the Falling in Love with Myself Tribe. We meet every Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific time on Zoom. We have been doing it for well over two years, every Monday, rain or shine, holiday or or no holiday. And it is a safe, sacred place for you. And here's why. There is no judgment in this group. Where else do you find that? Where else do you find a space where there is no judgment of yourself, and no judgment of each other. And we hold space for each other no matter what we're going through in our lives, the peaks, the valleys, and all of the in-betweens. We meet every Monday for one hour and we go over our self-love wins of the week, things that we love about ourselves, things that we're grateful for. We talk about our struggles and that's where I look guide you through the lens of self-love. And then we set a self-love intention for the week and we are accountable to each other. If you want a community that uplifts you, that holds space for you, that is a safe, deep, vulnerable connection, tune in to the Falling in Love with Myself tribe. We also have a private Facebook page. So if you would like to join us, search Falling in Love with Myself Tribe on Facebook and answer the admin questions. And we would love to welcome you with open arms. This group of women is so amazing. These are women from all over the world. And 
we're so accepting that you can just tune in and listen with your camera on, your camera off. You don't have to share. You can just come and fill yourself with the love, the self-love of everyone else until you're ready to share. We accept you as you are. So again, falling in love with my self-tribe, you can find, reach out to me personally on my website, jenny-drake.com. There's links there. Also on Instagram, jenny underscore drake underscore. I'll be happy to send you an invite to the group or on Facebook, the Falling in Love with My Self-Tribe. Hope to see you next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific time. Welcome back to Falling in Love with Yourself. My name is Jenny, and this is episode 109. Did you happen to listen to my episode last week or two weeks ago prior to Thanksgiving about loving yourself through the holidays? Um, Hopefully you did because it's still the holidays. I hope that you had an amazing Thanksgiving with family or friends, or even on your own. You guys, last year I spent in 2022 Thanksgiving on my own. I wasn't with my children. I was single at the time. And while I had a lot of friends reach out and offer me places to come, it wasn't like I was denying or rejecting them. I just didn't want to do it last year. And I I was able to spend the day on my own over Thanksgiving. Now, it is difficult when your family dynamics look different during the holidays, when everything on TV and everything around the holidays is centered on family. And today I'm going to talk about the difficult parts about family. We'll get to that in just a little bit, but I really enjoyed spending my Thanksgiving by myself last year. Um, Now, I didn't want to do it for Christmas because to me, Christmas, you know, it's really hard to be alone on Christmas, but Thanksgiving was fine. And actually, I was able to give some service last year because my friends needed somebody to go over to their house and take their dog out a couple of times during the day. And so me being available to do that was amazing. I was able to help them out. But at the end of the day, I decided that I didn't want to make that a habit. So I reached out to my daughter who is 25 just after Thanksgiving of 2022 and asked her if I would be able to come and celebrate Thanksgiving with her in 2023. And of course she said, yes, we had, she and I, she lives across the country from me. I'm in Southern California. She's over in a different, on the other side of the nation, as well as my son. Um, You know, she had gone to school um, in a different state, roll tide, and decided to stay there and has a really thriving life there. My son is in college, go Navy, beat Army. And so they both are far away from where I live, which is in Southern California. 
So I called her after Thanksgiving last year and said, how would you feel if I came to you next year? I know it's hard for you to come home, especially if you're coming home for Christmas. So what if I just come to you? And she was like, sure, mom. And then as we talked about it throughout the year, my son said, that's great because that's easier for me to come to to you guys. So the plan was 2023, we were all going to be with my daughter and her boyfriend. And that's what happened. So this is a really sensitive conversation to have because I love my children and I know that they love me. Um, and I think when we talk about family dynamics, you know, especially challenged ones, we think of, you know, older siblings or cousins or, and we don't really talk about the mother, parent, adult child uh, dynamics. And I, I think we do it because it's it's highly sensitive, it's highly complicated, and I would never want to say anything that would be uncomfortable for my children, <laughs> foreshadowing right there, or make them feel uncomfortable, or make them paint them in a light that is that is less appealing. With that being said. My kids and I, we have a complicated relationship. They're 25 and 23. And, you know, they they lived in a really dysfunctional, toxic household growing up, um, which I take partial responsibility for. And, you know, there's a lot around that. Um, we divorced. I thought I was doing the right thing by staying in this toxic, unhealthy relationship until they were older. And when my daughter was 18 and a half and my son was 15 and a half, I chose to divorce their dad. And the crazy thing is, is their dad and I are, are really in a good place this this year next year it will be eight years since our divorce and it hasn't always been pretty but we are to the point where we can actually take you know family trips together last year we all went you know met and went to a football game and this year we went to family weekend at school and you know Actually, this year we are doing Christmas Eve together. We normally do Christmas Eve together. Like their dad and I have worked through a lot in the last eight years. But my children, because of lots of different reasons, they still struggle with their relationship with me. Therefore, I struggle with my relationship with them. And that's what I'm going to talk about today because it kind of came to a head over Thanksgiving when I was there.
Now, I'm not here to air my dirty laundry or to throw my kids under the bus. I really want to make that clear. I'm here to tell my kind of perception of things, and they may not be, you know, aligned with my child, my children's per perception of things. Um, and, and really some of, I look at every struggle, conflict, scenario as where I can learn and grow. And so over the last couple of weeks or after the last, it's actually only been a week, I've done a lot of meditating, a lot of praying, a lot of pondering about my role in this. And I think part of it is, is as moms, I don't know about you. I'm not going to speak for, for everyone else, but for me, I put a lot of weight on the relationship with my children. I take it. I'm very attached to that. Um, and I have a very idealistic perspective when it comes to my relationship with my kids and probably unrealistic because, and I'll talk about some of those um, as we as we progress forward. And so that that has been really the attachment to my children's relationship, the the weight that it holds, that's something I've really been brought into awareness for. Um, you know, if you follow my podcast or if you don't, I'm a self-love coach and everything I coach falls under the four pillars of self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-compassion, and self-fulfillment. And this definitely falls under self-awareness. I am learning and really have come to believe over the last week that my relationship with my children, I'm very attached and I base some of my worth and not just the attachment to the relationship, but the success and failure attachment. I, I went to a low place after, after Thanksgiving and I, I heard myself thinking, it doesn't matter like how successful my business is or how wonderful my romantic relationship is or how healthy I am. None of that matters if my children are displeased with me. Can you relate to that? Like one of my biggest fears, actually my biggest fear was to be estranged from my children. Um, you know, when people would ask me what I'm afraid of, I would always say not being close to my children when I die. And so that fear subliminally and subconsciously seeps out of me in everything I do. And we, in everything I do in, 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 um, relation to my children. And like I said, they live across the country. And so I don't see them that much. And I don't, 
you know, we, we talk about once every week, but I'm, I'm not a helicopter mom at all. I'm, I'm quite the opposite. I let them come to me and I called that, you know, healthy. But really, when I look at my intentions of, you know, I, I'm never that mom of call your mom and, you know, hey, why aren't you, you know, calling me? Because I put their feelings above my own a lot of the time, like a lot of the time. And that even just, hey, they'll call me when they're ready or they'll call me when they're not busy. That is me tiptoeing around them of, I don't want to disturb them. I don't want to disrupt them. And that really is the basis of I tiptoe around my children. And when they do come home, I clear, you know, I push my boyfriend aside. I really try to manage their emotions. And that is a coping mechanism that A, I had in my marriage with their dad and B, from my childhood. Like it's just playing out again. I'm not married to their dad. I'm in a very healthy relationship where I don't do that, but it is coming through with my children. I'm trying to manage their emotions. I'm trying to be ahead of the game of not disrupting them or making them disappointed or making them stressed. And guess what? I am here to tell you it never works. It never works because the confrontation that we had over Thanksgiving was, um, well, we were together for like four days, which my unrealistic, idealistic perspe perspective is we should love those four days together. But <laughs> it didn't feel like we were. I mean, we were having a good time. But let me tell you, I am a trigger to my children. Like 100%. Just even, and, and here I'm over here trying to like not trigger them, putting a lot of energy into not triggering them, yet it's happening anyway. And what I realized, the other piece of awareness is there's nothing that I can do that won't, that won't cause that because it's, about them. That is really hard when it's your children. We can walk around with extended family members, even adult siblings, coworkers, and we could say it's about them. But the dynamic between parent and child is so complicated and tight. And I often say like, we grew them. They were part of us. And so that bond is completely different. And so to know that I was triggering to both of my kids and that I have been, first of all, I sat in a lot of sadness and self-pity for those like three and a half days. I was just trying to manage my own emotions and not taking it personally and not feeling sorry for myself. And then the Friday night after Thanksgiving, 
Saturday, my son and I were flying out. I decided to speak up and I'm all about speaking your truth. Now, I chose to say, I feel like you guys speak to me disrespectfully. You did it in front of other people and I felt disrespected. Now, that is great, right? Like that is what I teach as a self-love coach is to lovingly speak your truth. However, it's different when it is your child, even adult child. The reason it's different is because no matter how old they get, they are still their chi our child and we are still their parent. And I'm not letting them off the hook. I'm hoping that like I, where I kind of fall into a trap is I expect my children to be healthy adults, even towards me. And they are very healthy adults. They, they have beautiful romantic relationships and, you know, relationships with coworkers and leaders and all sorts of things. I expect that in, in my relationship with them too. So the unrealistic part is I forget that they're my children and I'm looking at them as adults. I do truly believe that the heart of our issues are, and if my kids are listening, I'm sorry to say this, it's nothing I wouldn't say to you to your face, but they have healing to do still in regards to the divorce and towards me. And, and, and where I got sad was it was very, very evident that there is still a lot of suppressed resentment or emotions about me. That realization just kind of stopped me in my tracks. Um, why? I don't know, but it did. I think part of it is, is we live so far away. Like we don't have the opportunity, like my ex-husband and I, we were having to co-parent. We shared a dog. Like we were kind of still in each other's lives. So it forced us to kind of like heal and grow and, and that, but my kids, being away, far away, I only see them, you know, a few weeks out of the year. Like we haven't ha been able to heal and grow together because of that distance. Um, and and it, it surprises me when I'm with them. Um, I don't know why. And that's part of why I'm recording this is like to really sink in because I do, even though I go in with, you know, no expectations, those subliminal expectations of what our relationship should look like is still there. And in my mind, I want it to look like, you know, those freaking movies where the mom is like loved. And, you know, I just watched The Family Stone right? Like it's Christmas time. I like that movie. And it's just funny how like in movies, TV shows, the mom could be like a wackadoo, but they still love her, right? In a lot, in not every situation. Um, and I'm not saying my kids don't love me. They do. They're not 
awful creatures to me. I just know that it's just very apparent that they, you know, still have some issues with me. And so the more I talk to women my age, I'm 51, the more I talk to women who have adult children, what I'm learning is <laughs> the relationships with our children, it's very rare to have that reciprocal, unconditional love um, that we would expect because it's the mother-child dynamic playing out throughout our lives for the rest of our lives. And so some people might have a really close relationship and a, a great relationship with one, but then the other is not, you know, it's all different. And I'm, I'm really here speaking to normalize that the relationship with parent and child may not look, probably does not look like the movies, the TV shows, you know? Um, it's, again, society, culture, social media really sets us up for these really unrealistic expectations. And I know for a fact that I am very, very, very um, responsible for having that, you know, fantasy like want. And, and then what happens is I spend a lot of time trying to create that or force that type of relationship, which is against everything that I coach. Everything that I coach is about organically allowing things to be the way that they are and really acceptance, acceptance, pieces on the other side of acceptance of reality. And so that's really where I've been this week is just sitting in the acceptance of our relationship is tarnished and I have to be okay with that. Like releasing some of the attachment, some of the success failure belief system around my relationship with my kids. Now, am I ever going to abandon my kids? Hell no. Like I would never abandon my kids. But when I stood up for myself and I said, I feel disrespected and I feel a little sad that, you know, this energy is among us. I'm okay that I said that. And the way that they handled it is on them. Now, I did apologize. I said, I'm sorry if I've hurt you in any way, but I'm not sorry that I spoke up. And, and I've also been, I, the word confrontational was used towards me. And at first it stung because, oh my goodness, I don't want to be called confrontational. But if confrontational is bringing to the forefront reality and breaking that glass shatter of fantasy, then I'm okay with it. Now, I'm not saying like, you know, bring, be contra con <laughs> confrontational in an aggressive way. I don't condone that. And I know that I wasn't, I was very loving, but so I don't have any regrets about that. They are coming for the holidays. <laughs> and if they weren't coming from the, for the holidays, 
you know, we probably would just give each other space and um, see how it all plays out. I do have some anxiety about what it's going to look like when they come. Um, one will be here for three weeks. The other one will be here for 10 days. Not just with me. They'll share time with dad and see friends and stuff. But for me, I am trying to only control my behaviors. And so here's kind of where I'm at right now. So I've set an intention. One of the things that really came through in this last week in my own self-connection, in my own self-discovery, is how much energy I'm giving in, in need of acceptance and approval. And I want to pause right there for a minute. And I want you to think of how much acceptance and approval you are seeking from your children, regardless of their age. I know mine is attached to divorcing their dad. I know that ever since, probably before, but especially ever since the divorce, I subconsciously have been wanting to gain their acceptance and approval. And I do things, I overcompensate in that manner. And it's not working. It's, it's not work. It's obviously not working. And so my intention is to stop doing that. Um, that doesn't mean be close hearted. I'm going, I'm going to stay open hearted, but I'm not, I'm going to really check myself as I go into this holiday season in their presence of, am I doing this to gain their acceptance and approval, or am I doing this to make myself happy and therefore they will be happy? You know, because, and, and that goes to like shopping, gift giving, cooking their food, um, making their favorite treats. I'm going to really focus on, you know, what fulfills me and what fills my heart and come from that energy rather than, because when we do things with our children or anyone, it could be our spouse, it could be people at work, it could be our friends. When we do it with the energy of gaining acceptance and approval, there is a part of us that is self-abandoning. And I've learned that sometimes I do self-abandon as moms, as women, as people, we self-sacrifice, As especially as moms, we have been taught that that's what a good mom does because we put our children first. And I'm telling you that this is still playing out with my 25 and 23-year-old. And so I'm stopping, I'm being intentional and doing the things that make me happy. The other thing that I do is I, and I, mentioned it before is I really try to, to not make them feel uncomfortable or awkward. Well, guess what? What has happened? So because I've been perfect, protecting them from awkward or uncomfortable situations post-divorce, that's what they've learned is that 
I'm that parent that doesn't make things awkward and uncomfortable. And this is more relating to like my romantic relationships. I knew that they did not want any part of that. So I've protected them from it. And now I'm with somebody that I really want to integrate into my family. And, you know, how do I do that when I've been protecting them from awkward and discomfort? And talking to them open-heartedly about it is an approach that I've had. And the dynamics and the chemistry of our relationship, that doesn't always work. So I, again, my intention is I am going to be considerate of their feelings, but also do what makes me happy as well. And shout out to my to their dad who invited my partner for Christmas Eve because his partner is going to be there. So we'll see how that all plays out. Stay tuned um, for more on that. But, um, you know, I, I the last thing I want to say about this whole parent-child dynamic, even when they're adults, is I have examples around me of 35-year-olds that are still struggling with their parent. I have examples around me of 60 year olds that are still struggling with a parent. And so I really had to get okay with, you know, because I remember saying, okay, you know, when they're teenagers and going through the rough teenage, oh, well, you know, once they hit their twenties, it'll all be better. Well, they're in their 20s and it's not totally better. So it's like I, I'm careful with myself now of saying, oh, well, when my daughter's a mom, then maybe she'll like me or then maybe she'll understand, not like me, but then maybe she'll understand. Um, I'm not doing that anymore because they might not. They might not ever see me the way that I hope to be seen by them. and. I have to be okay with that. And that's what I'm working on now. Instead of trying to force them to see me how I want to be seen as a mom, I'm just in acceptance of what is. And I'm working on my own happiness so that I don't need that from them. I'm just detaching from that because it may never happen. And if I keep going through life, well, you know, when they're parents, they'll finally understand, or when they're married, they'll understand why we divorced. Or, you know, if that never happens, I don't want to continuously be having these crashes that I had over Thanksgiving. And so I'm just sitting in acceptance of they may never look at me, or we may never have the relationship that. I hope that we have. I'm not giving up hope, but I'm definitely surrendering it to a power greater than myself. Um, so I'm not setting myself up anymore for these disappointing crashes by telling myself, oh, you know, when when they turn this age, they'll get it. They may never. And I have to be okay with that. And I want to be okay with that because that's where my peace and my serenity come in is acceptance of reality. And then I'm not subliminally trying to force something, trying to mold our relationship. That really is 
true love is accepting them where they're at, even if it hurt, hurts my feelings. Now, I, I did say I will always speak up when my feelings are hurt and I will always say when I feel disrespected because that's standing up for myself. Um, some people may disagree with that, but that's being true to me and, and that's okay. Right after, okay, so I went to the airport like nine and a half hours early because, <laughs> yeah, anyway, I was at the airport really early and I was scrolling through my phone and I really don't get a ton of like millennial or Gen Z stuff on my phone unless it's Taylor Swift. But um, probably because, you know, my phone knew what was going on. I got this reel on Instagram that showed up and it was a 20 something girl sitting in her parked car. Maybe you've seen this before. And she's sitting in a parked car in the passenger seat and she's doing some deep breathing. And on the screen, it says POV. When I, when my mom comes to visit for the holidays and I love her, but everything she does, including breathing, triggers me. And that popped up. <laughs> and my first instinct was, oh my goodness, we're normal. Okay. My daughter, like, you know, has a community that understands her. Like, it made me feel validated that we're not alone. What disturbed me were the comments. I started reading the comments. There were thousands of comments and I stopped reading after a few minutes, but all the comments that I saw were serious mom bashing. Like how we, you know, are like it gave this perception or this illustration that we are horrible people and that we are trying to make our daughters upset. And that made me really angry and really sad. I, I don't know what my daughter's social media feeds look like because I'm not her and the algorithms, you know, are different, but it made me wonder if the message to our 20 somethings, my daughter is like right on the edge of millennial Gen Z. Um, it makes me wonder if the energy out there is to turn against moms, not towards like put up those boundaries. Now I talk a lot about boundaries and I think the word boundaries can be really misinterpreted if you're, they're not spoken to with integrity. Boundaries are flexible and in the moment. Barriers are brick walls. And I, I hope that our younger generations are not getting the message to put up barriers, brick walls, cut ties, like my whole thing is turn towards each other to work through it, face the discomfort, face the pain together to strengthen the relationship. It concerned me when, and, and it was just one reel. So I really have no idea. As a matter of fact, I'd love to have a conversation about this. 
reach out to me on Instagram at Jenny underscore Drake underscore or Facebook at Jenny Drake or on my website, which is Jenny-Drake.com. Reach out to me. What are your feelings about this? What do you think? And if you are a millennial or Gen Zer and you're hearing this, talk to me about your perspective. I know this can get into like generalizations and everything, but I'm just curious what the message is to these younger generations. Is it turn towards your mom and grow and nurture and heal that relationship? Or is it turn away from, put up walls, put up, you know, cut ties, build your own life and, and all of that? Because it would make sense to me if that were the case. It would be sad, but it would make sense to me that that's what our younger generations are hearing, which is very different than what, than what I hope and that what I coach. Um, so as a recap, I, I think the main points are if you don't have an ideal, perfect, picture, perfect movie, like if you have a strained relationship or a relationship with a child or your children, that is not what you hope it would be. I think that that is more normal and that we don't talk about it enough because it's so sensitive. Um, you're not alone. And I have really been taking a look at my own attachment to my relationship with my children, um, where I'm coming up with really subliminal expectations and manning, managing and forcing the relationship that I want. And even, you know, going, you know, going to going to her house, I already said where she's from, Alabama, um, for Thanksgiving. Like that is kind of like, oh, you know, I hope we're okay to be together for five days. Well, we weren't. We weren't. We weren't. Um, who knows what next year will bring. But now I'm more aware. Now I'm in more acceptance. I'm definitely having a ton of compassion on myself and on them because they're I've hurt them over the years, obviously. Um, I have made amends to them in a lot of ways. We've had tons of conversations, but obviously there's going to be more conversations to be had. And me suppressing it, I kind of brought it forth. Some people are not okay with that. Um, some people would rather go through life just pretending and suppressing. I am not that mom. I'm not that person. I'm going to bring it up to possibly heal it. I would rather try to heal it than to pretend it's not there. Um, so those are the main points. I'd love to hear more from you. Please reach out to me on social media, Jenny underscore Drake underscore, or on my website, Jenny-Drake.com. Um, I'd love to have a conversation with you about this and um, just keep loving yourself. The more that we can just fill our own cup, I know that I know that I can be happy <laughs> no matter what my children feel about me. I and it's not coming from a place of selfishness. It's that I can't put 
my happiness in someone else's cup, including my children. All right, that is it for now. I am so grateful that you have chosen this podcast to spend time with. I hope you got something out of it. I'd love to hear from you. And if you are an Apple listener, thank you so much for giving me a rating and a review. That helps me so much um, get this message of self-love out there. Spotify listeners, same to you. Thank you for subscribing and listening and sharing and rating and reviewing. You have no idea how grateful I am for you. I love you so much. Thank you.